Welcome back to The Rack Show. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Horvath. Joining with me in the studio is Tim Kelly. Now, we talk about all things the responsibly armed citizen should know. Uh, Tim, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing a little bit of running around today. Got some chores done. All, all good things, all good things. Awesome, man. So what, uh, what, what topics are we talking about today? So we're going to be talking about constitutional carry and uh, concealed carry permits for the state of North Carolina and that type of thing. So I think constitutional carry is the topic of it and the topic of concealed carry is rather important one uh, because we're kind of going through, I think, I think we're kind of going through a phase right now where um, constitutional carries, it's it's looking like that's going to be more and more optimal for uh, the majority of the United States. Yeah, so so constitutional carry—that's one of those buzzwords that we hear all the time, right? So, hey, we're you know we're going to constitutional carry, or such and such just wants constitutional carry. So, explain it to me, dumb it down. What is constitutional carry? So, what is constitutional carry? Well, it's essentially um, the lack thereof having to take some type of concealed carry class or something like that to obtain a special permit um, in order to conceal a handgun on your person. So currently, right now, uh, North Carolina has a concealed carry handgun permit law. All right. And so let's talk about that uh, real quick. What that pertains to is handguns, and that's it. It doesn't pertain to knives, nunchucks, or you know your lightsaber or anything like that. Ninja stars. Ninja stars. No, it does not. <laughs> it does not pertain to that. It, it's it's specifically regarding handguns, and that's it. So, where um, a, a lot of people miss the mark on that and confuse that with, well, my concealed carry permit allows me to conceal a knife or pepper spray or whatever. It doesn't. It, it doesn't pertain to that. It's just handguns. Um, North Carolina also has an open carry law. We've had that for a long time. Um, so folks can, as long as they can lawfully possess a handgun, they can lawfully open carry um, anywhere in North Carolina. And and what that means is that the gun has to be it has to be able to be viewed from, you Vis- know, visible to the public. Yeah, visible yeah. to the public. Fully, fully visible to the public. Now, for, in order for somebody to do that, they don't have to have a permit. They just have to be able to lawfully own or possess a handgun. Now, North Carolina just recently got rid of the uh, the pistol purchase permits. It's not the same thing as getting rid of the concealed carry handgun permit. They got rid of the pistol purchase permits. So no longer do you have to do some type of excuse me, special background check with the sheriff, the local sheriff's office, um, an, an extra background check, I should say, right. um, with the local sheriff's office to go and purchase a pistol. Now you just go to an FFL and you do a normal background check just like you would for a long gun. Um, so, so now folks can purchase a, a pistol without a concealed carry handgun permit and open carry it in North Carolina. Right. So that's that's one of the you know uh, that's one of the laws that we have. The concealed carry permit is it's a whole other ball game. That's something that you have to go and take a currently you have to take at least an eight hour class on the laws that govern deadly force and the laws that govern concealed carry in the state of North Carolina. Once you have passed that class, then you can take that certificate that you'll get from that class down to your local sheriff's office and the sheriff's office. We'll give you this long application where you have to go and fill all of this stuff out, 
do your fingerprinting and your background checks and all that jazz, and then pay them their money. Right. And then wait anywhere between 30. And I know somebody's listening that's probably waited more than 120 days to get their permit. Right. You know, um, they get their permit and now all of a sudden you can, you can cover up your gun. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really kind of interesting, you know, the, um, the whole, the, the entire process. Right. So, uh, you had mentioned, you know, uh, upwards of 120 days. There, there's some specific laws that, that govern that, right, as far mm-hmm. as you know, when that works. Fortunately for us here in Iredale County, anyway, you know, our, our sheriff, Darren Campbell, is awesome. I mean, he really turns turns those around pretty quickly, uh, you know, pro-Second Amendment community. So, I mean, that, that works out very well for us. But there are some neighboring counties that aren't so as friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you start getting out towards some of the bigger cities, you know, Mecklenburg, Forsyth, et cetera, they're, they're a little more um, uh, happy to wait, <laughs> happy to push that time out a little bit, um, you know, before uh, issuing that, that, that certificate, or excuse me, issuing that permit to you. Um, and, and, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I, I've heard all kinds of, you know, stories about, oh, well, you know, I need to go get my concealed carry so I, I can, you know, learn how to shoot or, you know, so I can shoot or, or whatever it may be. And that you know, to me as a as an instructor, and specifically as a concealed carry instructor, that's frustrating mm-hmm. because you said it. That class, that course uh, to get that concealed carry permit, is to teach you the laws governing deadly force. It really, it's 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 a class to, to tell you how to stay out of jail. Yeah. I mean, you know, what can you legally do in the state of North Carolina? What uh, will le- you know, what will keep you on the, the right side of the law? And then ultimately, by understanding those laws, you know, what's going to keep you and your family safe? Right. Um, you know, and there's a lot of nuance to that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of gray area to that. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. So, you know, if we're talking about, you know, as of today, we have, um, you know, this this permit requirement, you know, what's going to happen in the future? I think we're going to talk about that here, in, here a, little, a little bit later in the segment. So stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but... Um, again, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So, um, what other states and, you know, maybe we could take a look at some of those stats, right? So other states that have constitutional carry, um, you know, what does it look like for, for maybe their crime rates? What's it look like as far as, um, the, the entire process of, you know, legally con- concealing or should it even be a thing? Right. Right. And then, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 the dichotomy of being a firearms instructor. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you support Second Amendment, you support, you know, the right to bear arms, you support the ability to be able to, you know, self-govern and um, and, to, you know, hold, hold yourself accountable. But at the same time, you know, there's there's, you know, some some rules and things that are in place. Some some uh, like I said, this the like in state of North Carolina permit uh, permit to carry currently that almost feels like a necessary evil it's it, kinda, no, it, you know it, it really is i wouldn't call it an evil it's a necessary training uh, yeah. i mean if if you're going to conceal a handgun in the state of north carolina you need to have the education on the laws that govern deadly force in the state of north carolina and that, that's that's the same across the board across the united states but i'm i'm my personality is i don't believe anybody should have to tell me i need to do that right right these classes, these classes are still important to have. We still need to have the opportunity to go and take a class from a professional and get the edu- the necessary education on the laws that govern deadly force. It is necessary. It is absolutely necessary. Should it be mandated? Mm, no. 
slow. I just, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't believe it should be. I don't believe it should be uh, mandated. But I'm also not naive enough to believe that everybody is going to take it upon themselves to go and educate themselves on the subject matter. Right. It's just, it's just not the way it goes. Right. Right. Uh, it, again, there's just so, there's so much to think about. And, you know, how many, and we've talked about it on other shows, previous shows, mm-hmm. how many people do you know that have grown up saying, oh, I've been shooting all my life. And how many of those exact same people who um, have been, you know, holding out or who have, you know, grown up saying, oh, well, you know, constitutional care is going to be a thing, so I'm not even going to worry about it. How many of those people, how many of those average Joes are going to come out and educate themselves on those same laws? You know, I, I would anticipate uh, there being quite a few, um, you know, uh, infractions coming up, you know, in the future. But, you know, we'll see. But, hey, um, let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit more. What's coming up uh, after the break? When we come back, we'll be talking about constitutional carry, a little bit more in depth of what it is and why we should even consider it. What is and why should we carry it? Let's... Uh Let's, uh, let's talk about it a little bit more. We are back. Thank you for joining us on The Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we are having a conversation about constitutional carry. Uh, I'm joined here by uh, Tim Kelly. Tim, constitutional carry, what states have constitutional carry? I, I can't name them all, but uh, during our break, I was doing a little research, and um, you said you found 27 states honor constitutional carry now. Yep. And uh, the first state, apparently, uh, to allow constitutional carry was Vermont, and they were the only state uh, to allow it for, um, I guess, quite a few decades. Yeah, Green Mountains, right? So yeah. we, we, we know somebody from Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's really quite interesting. So um, there's a number of states, 27 total, that are out there. You know, and everyone, you know, if you were to walk up to me and say, "Hey, you know, what state has constitutional carry?" I'd be like, Texas, yeah. right? That's, that's, that's like <laughs> yeah. the go-to. Um, you know, maybe even uh, you know Alaska. You're thinking, you know, wilderness things like that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting, right? It's interesting, kind of. You know, uh, the bulk of the states that are constitutional carry are really right in the middle of the uh, of, of our United States, right? So right. you have like all the uh, well, most many of the Midwest states. Um, you don't have too many in, in the Northeast. You don't have too many in the uh, you know towards the West Coast. Um, but generally speaking, right, 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 right down the, the middle of our country, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting. It's interesting to see, you know, what. Um, uh, I guess make assumptions, you know, what states would you, you know, ideally in your mind's eye think, okay, well, you know, they would be pro to a versus the ones that, you know, obviously wouldn't, it. you know, I'm thinking, you know, like your New York's, your California's, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so again, that's, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, um, uh, yeah. So, so, so why does it matter? You know, why, why, why are we looking at this? Well, currently uh, with, with concealed carry permits, as we were talking about in the last segment, um, you have to go through, you know, a, a whole bunch of different, you know, hoops, jump through a whole bunch of hoops to, in order to be able to essentially hide your firearm, your handgun on your person when you go out into public, right? right? Whenever you leave your personal property, you have to have, uh, you have to have some type of permit, a concealed carry handgun permit, if you're going to carry a gun off your property. Um, in order to purchase a firearm, you have to have you have to, and this is across the you know the United States. 
you have to go through a, 40, a form 4473. You right. have to fill out all of this paperwork. You have to do your background checks, right, in order to purchase a, a firearm. So From an FFL. From, from a federal firearms licensed dealer, yes. So what the concealed carry, doing away with a concealed carry handgun permit does is instead of me having to obtain that permit first, going through months and months of waiting period, I can now go to a federal firearms licensed dealer, go through the necessary background check instead of going through that same, essentially the same background check right. three, four t- different times, right? I do it once and then that handgun can then be concealed from that point on. I, I leave. Now, the only thing I can, I can say that's similar to that is uh, the first time I got my concealed carry handgun permit was in the state of Washington. And because I had a military ID, they just said, ominous, dominus, you know what you're doing with your right. handgun. So here's your concealed carry handgun permit. I walked out of the sheriff's office with my, hang- my permit, bought my first handgun holster and a box of ammo and put it on, put it on my person. And off I went, off I went concealing a handgun. So that is kind of what it would look like should we honor a constitutional carry. Somebody would essentially be able to lawfully purchase, whoever's lawfully allowed to purchase a handgun will be able to purchase a handgun, conceal it on their body from that point on, and they don't have to have any other education in it. Right. It's not mandated by the government, at least. You know, on, on, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, get it. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, America, you know, that's, that's, that's all right. Leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I have family. I have loved ones. Right. You know, um, I've, I've seen how, um, under stress, how, you know, some people react, how some people will, you know, do silly things with a handgun that, that, you know, they wouldn't normally do, right? Um, excessively gripping the handgun, sending that around somewhere where it does not belong, just completely ignoring the fact that there are laws governing those deadly, that deadly force here in North, in North Carolina, really in every state, but, you know, in, in, um, you know, there, there's a lot of gray that's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things where it's not just a clean, yep, that was self-defense. Uh, it, it's really not. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that conflate it. And if you don't go out and you don't get education, if you don't get training, um, you don't at least, you know, pick up a book and read a book on the current laws, um, you know, in the state that you live in, in our case, North Carolina, then you're way behind the ball. Sure. Um, and just like we said last segment, you know, those average Joes that are out there, are they really going to go and, and seek further training? I would hope so. I would right. hope so. But, you know, we, we can't guarantee that. Right. And I think this really what it boils down to is, is you know, if this is the route we're going to go, if, if we're going to go the constitutional carry route um, across, the, across the United States, we have to demand and expect more out of us, out of ourselves. Right. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Um, we have to understand that there is more to this than just, you know, going to the store like I did. Right. Buying your handgun, sticking it in your britches and carrying it around out in public, thinking that you had everything figured out. There is more to it. And so strongly recommended. Yeah. I think that's that that's something that should be it should be, but it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to come from our government. Right. Right. I, I feel like, and I don't want to get too far off the, the topic of, of constitutional carry, but I feel like we rely way too much on uh, a big government to tell us what we can and cannot do. Right. 
to, to mandate, like, well, you've got to do this if you're going to do that. Like, you have to check this box before you do that. You know, wh- why? why? Why is it? Why can't I just take it upon myself and say, you know what, I'm a grown man. I can go get educated on the subject matter. And I can responsibly carry a firearm out in public. Now that they're, especially now in these days where, the, you know, the firearms training is, has blown up. There are so, so many places where you can go and get good quality firearms training and get educated on a subject matter, right? This, is, this isn't, you know, even if we look back two decades ago, there's, there's not, there's an abundance of firearms trainers uh, across the country, yeah, you can go learn for 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 you know for for what it's worth, you know, both good and bad. Sure. Um. So you know, re- really going through and you know vetting those instructors. But you're right. You're absolutely right. There's there's a lot of people that are out there that are a lot of quality uh, firearms instructors that are out there that that know the law, that know the law well, that can teach that law and and you know provide that you know be that that uh, authoritative force, you know, be be able to relay that information out. Um. And you know, again, but that that brings it back to the individual, right? The individual has to do that. Yeah. You know, something else I wanted to mention was, um, you know, you're right. You know, you as a man should be able to, or or, or you know, woman should be able to go out and and take care of that yourselves. But I think we as a community need to do better holding each other accountable. Right. Um, we as a community need to do better about saying, ah, uh, that's that's you know, call it what it is, what it, you know, call calling it out where it's at. Yeah. Right. So if somebody, if you're you know, you see somebody doing something negligent with a firearm, stop and say something back. Hey, yeah. man, that is not okay. In know? the Marine Corps, we called that policing our own. Yeah, policing our right? own. Yeah. And, and then you're absolutely right. Our, our community should be holding each other accountable for these types of things. Right. You know, um, the, I don't know, man, the, the, the thought of, of moving into the, the constitutional carry world, right, I feel like it's, it's it's really out of my hands anyway. There's nothing I can say that's going to make it go one way or another. But what I will say is if you think that cost, that concealed carry handgun permit classes are they're, they're what's needed, I really don't think that's it. Right. You know, I've had many of conversation with, you know, folks that have had a concealed carry handgun permit for the last 15 or 20 years. And you ask them simple things uh, regarding the laws, they can't tell you. You know, there's there are so many things wrong with our permitting process anyway. Um, you know, doing away with it, honestly, I don't know that it would have that dramatic of an effect. Right. I really don't. I don't think it would make people less educated. I, and, I, and I don't think it would, I don't think it would complicate things at all. You know, when we talked to our buddies up in uh, in Ohio, they just recently, what was it from the last like year or two? Mm-hmm. Um, our buddies up in Ohio said that um, when they changed, went from uh, a mandated concealed carry permit to uh, constitutional carry, there was a a bit of a shift in the, in the training, excuse me, in the training side of things, but it's not changing anything. Right. It's really not changing anything regarding the... Uh, you know, the, the quality of, of concealed carriers, right? Right. The, their level of education, their, you know, um, or their professionalism, it's not really changing anything. Right. Right. So. I, I, again, you know, that's, that, that's interesting. I mean, there's, uh, you, you know, you would think that 
there'd be some sort of drop off or, you know, if you'd listen to the media, there'd be, you know, coffee in the streets, just, you know, everyone's, it's like the wild west days, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, if you go and visit other states that like Ohio or Texas or, you know, um, there, there are other states that have the constitutional carry and it's just, it's not the wild west. Right. I mean, sure. There's, there's, um, if you, you look at hard numbers and there, there may be an increase in, uh, uh, yeah, increase in, in, in violence, we'll say, or no, I don't even want to say violence. There's an increase in um, defensive use of, of a firearm. Um, but is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, it, it, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. Depends on what side of the aisle you stand. But, I mean, from for me, I don't, yeah. I mean, especially if it's justified self-defense. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah, the, um, the, uh, the number of... The number of people that have concealed carry handgun permit instructor ratings in North Carolina, as I was talking about earlier about it being kind of um, you know, polluted with a lot of a lot of issues, you know, the number of instructors who have that ability to give that rating, it's just it makes this thing a wash. It really it does. Re- it really does. It makes this thing a wash, and the, and the classes really aren't worth the uh, they're not worth the hassle as far as going through all of the other the other like government mandated stuff they're absolutely worth the knowledge though right right there, there's something there's something to that and it's something that should be kept i believe yeah no, I, I absolutely agree um you know as somebody who teaches concealed carry classes again it's the laws governing deadly force the law is the absolute most important piece of that entire class now there's other good information that's in there but the law is why that class is there. It's not teach you how to shoot, not teach you how to take care of a gun. It's the laws. When we come back, uh, let's go ahead and have this conversation a little bit more, how this affects us. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Responsibly Armed Citizen show, where we talk about everything regarding the Responsibly Armed Citizen we are talking about constitutional carry. We've been talking about concealed carry handgun permits. We've been talking about um, all the current laws and, and, and how it affects us. Right now, I think we need to talk about what happens, not if, but when North Carolina adopts a constitutional carry, carry policy. What happens that is a great question. What does happen? <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, and that, that, that's kind of the thing, right? So, you know, uh, if we look at there's House bill that uh, was kicked out earlier this year, again, for constitutional carry. A couple of years ago, they did the same thing. So it seems to be a recurring theme, right? Mm-hmm. I think the people want it, at least the vast majority of North Carolinians. So I, I agree with you. I think at some point it's going to happen. Um, now, as far as when it happens, who knows? I don't think it matters. Um but, but but let's look at it. I think we had alluded to or talked a little bit about in the last segment that, you know, um, you know it's not all going to be like, you know, old wild, wild west, you know, people shooting up houses and all this other kind mm-hmm. of mess um, That's that the media would like to paint that. But, uh, you know, what what are the benefits? What are the cons, right? Let's let's start weighing this out. So what do you think, Tim? What do you think is going to well, happen? Well, first, let's, let's, let's talk about the stigma that's attached to the, the concealed carry citizen, yeah. right? Um, most of the time, you have no idea just how many people you pass in, you know, um, on, on the road, on the street, in, a, uh, in an establishment of some sort 
that's carrying a gun. Yep. Legally carrying a gun or illegally carrying a gun for right. that matter. You have no idea because uh, the image that's that's in folks' minds, uh, they're wearing these tactical BDU pants, you know, and their fatigues or something like that. They're wearing camouflage. And, and th- that's the person that's that's concealing a handgun. This right. guy that's like war happy or something like that, and, and and or trigger happy or whatever. That's not it. That's not us, man. It's I, it's, it's the farthest thing from the truth. Right. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people. You know, I don't want to say a lot of people. Many people who I frequent make an assumption, right? And it's just because of you know who I am. I'm sure. very, I mean, we're on the radio, right? So right. I'm very open about you know the, the, my my decision to carry and why I carry yeah. and you know what my beliefs in that. Um, but even then, even people who I'm I don't you know regularly around. Um, if I don't say anything, if they have no idea prior, um, then often they won't even notice. Or if they do notice, they're like, hey, uh, you, are you carrying or like, you know, or something like that. For example, uh, my wife has a really good friend. Uh, the, uh, the husband and I aren't really close. We're friendly, but not anybody, sure. buddy. And, uh, they came over to the house not long ago. Um, and, uh, we were sitting there and, you know, working on a couple of things. I had reached up and grabbed something off of top counter and he had noticed my, my shirt had come up and he had noticed my firearm. And he goes, wow, I didn't even notice you were carrying. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> He's like, well, but, but you're home. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. You know, yeah. think, things happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, again, that, that will get, well, that'll be another show another time. Sure. Um, but, you know, the, 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 you walking around town and saying, oh, well, you know, I look, check this thing out or, you know, show me this. I mean, that's a real thing. That's a real signal. We see that, at, you know, that, that that's a real possibility. But if you're carrying pr- appropriately, right? If you're that professional, prof- responsibly armed citizen, mm-hmm. then nobody's going to know, right? right? No, nobody should know. It's it's your it's a tool that you have access to. God forbid you needed it, right? So. The, you know, the, I like to think that the image of a responsibly armed citizen is one that doesn't wear, you know, pr- provocative clothing that right. you know has say, uh, you know gunned underneath shirt with an arrow pointed down right here, you know, right. um, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not flaunting it. Right. right. And so I, again, I, to, to, to go off of what you were saying a while ago, there's, there's this awful stigma attached to what we look like. You know, I keep talking about this, um, uh, the homeschooling event that we attended. Yep. And the gentleman that was next to us and I showed up, essentially I was dressed like this, really. I, had a, I think I had a sport coat on um, on top of it. But he was dressed up very similarly. Like yeah. he was dressed up in a, in a nice, you know, um, business attire, right? And he's supporting his business and I'm supporting my business, right? And he looks over and, and he's like, so you're, you're the owner of the right. firearms training company? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And he's like, wow, I'm just a little surprised. I'm like, at what? I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. What are you so surprised about? And he's like, well, I just kind of expected you to be wearing different clothing. Like what? Like, dude, the the people that you pass, they look like me and you. Right. They look like our wives. Right. You know, they, they, they look like an everyday citizen. Doctors. Nurses, lawyers, com- lawyers, mechanics. I mean, <laughs> right. you, you think about like our private sessions. 
you know, in the last six years, we've taught over well over 5,000 hours worth of private sessions. Right. The number of students that we have seen come through there with just a plethora of different backgrounds, oh, yeah. you know, everything from doctors, nurses, you know, um, police officers, lawyers, um, just all kinds of stuff. Retire retirees, yeah. uh, uh, just, uh, I mean, a lot of retirees, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah, just average everyday people, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and that's the thing. It's it's literally the gambit of, you know, different, you know, social um, hierarchy, the gambit of different um, backgrounds, gambit of different professions. Like, it's not... It's not just one person, right? It's right. not or not just one. You know, it's not all cops and ex-military guys. Again, and that that's where that stigma things really perpetuated. Some of those, you know, law enforcement because they're associated with firearms. Maybe some military. Again, same same reason. They're as you know by associate guilty by association. We'll say, mm -hmm. um, but that's not the majority. Not not on you know our world. Not right. in you know the world of the average responsibly armed citizen. So, to you know answer our question in the very beginning of the segment, what happens when North Carolina adopts constitutional carry? Nothing that anyone's really going to notice. Right. You know, the people who have been responsibly carrying a handgun will continue to responsibly carry a handgun. The people that were, you know, hiding a handgun before and they didn't have a permit and they were doing it illegally, they're going to continue to carry a handgun. Yeah, it's business as the usual. The people that, that, you know, are the criminals who unlawfully possess a firearm, who unlawfully obtained a firearm, mostly by theft, you know, stealing it out of your vehicle because right. you fail to keep it stored you know, stored appropriately, they will still continue to carry a firearm. Right. Like, business, it, business as usual. Nothing's going to change. Nothing, yeah. man. Nothing. Constitutional carry, if, if and when North Carolina adopts it, as far as your... Um, your social changes, I don't think anything will change at all. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm. So I, I, I agree with your point. But at the same time, isn't this mandated course providing some service to that person who normally wouldn't, right? So let's, let's, so let's hypothetical, hypothetical you know, scenario. We'll say... Um, house, uh, hus husband and housewife, right? Mm -hmm. This is, you know, typical scenario. Husband tells the wife, you need to get a firearm for whatever reason. Wife agrees that she's going to get a firearm for whatever reason. Husband gets wife a uh, firearm that often is ill-fitted because they didn't go to her, a, a, a proper instructor and they, they, you know, she has no idea. From there, often they'll say, okay, well, you need to get your concealed carry permit, go and take a class, and then now you can carry this firearm. Wife comes, takes class, learns, oh, wow, there's a lot of laws. You know, I just because somebody will say, you know, hurts my dog or something like that doesn't mean I can blow them away. Well, now she doesn't have to go and take that course. She's not required to take that course. Right. She should. It should be her responsibility, but she's not required to now. So mm -hmm. now she misses that information. Mm -hmm. So what happens from there? I mean, is it— When somebody kicks her dog and she decides she's going to shoot him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. But, you know, as I was saying— earlier, this isn't, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you right. know, the, the, the knowledge exists. I mean, dude, we're openly speaking about it on the radio. We're, we're giving this stuff away, right. right? Apache is still going to be teaching those classes, right? You know, there's still, there's still plenty of, of folks who actually understand that, that this is a, um, this is an absolute, like essential course to take. 
we're still going to offer it. Well, we're probably going to offer it in our own fashion. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it'll be structured a little bit differently. Um, and, and most of the time, probably offer it in, in, as a workshop or something along those lines. That's, at least that's how I'm envisioning it, like a, a four or five hour lecture on the laws that govern deadly force and, and you know, less about the shooty, shooty stuff and more about the, hey, let's, let's keep, keep you out of jail. Right, absolutely. You know? um, and let's, let's keep you from making a choice that you're, you'll seriously regret. So those promotions are still going to be out there. Those recommendations are still going to be out there. If we change it ourselves within our community and we hold each other accountable, when that woman goes off and says, you know what, I don't have to take a class anymore. I can just go ahead and stick this in my purse and carry it around, which there are people that do that anyway, right? Right. If she chooses to do that, and she, she may run into a Facebook post or something like that saying, hey, go get your education in this. Here's a class, right? She may, you know, she may get a recommendation from a friend or, or maybe even her husband. Hey, I, I, I want you to carry a gun, but you really need to go take this class. Right. Right. So that's what we should be relying on. We should be, we should be relying on each other, holding each other accountable for for our decisions to carry a firearm to protect ourselves. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And tell you what, I, I, I am motivated. I am. I'm, I'm, oh, here I, we go I again. I am very motivated. <laughs> I, I'm feeling. I'm, fe- I'm feeling uh, mighty giving. So if 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 you are hearing my voice, right? If you can hear me as of today, we got a uh, concealed carry class coming up on August 26th. Right? Apache Solutions is uh, teaching concealed carry August 26, 2023. Uh, if you're hearing my voice. If you email info at apachenc.com, the very first, only one, the very first person who sends me an email at info at apachenc.com and says, uh, let's see, what, what, what's the code word, Tim? Give me, give, give me something. What do, you, what do you think they should say? They should say um, Apache Concealed Carry. Apache Concealed Carry. So if you email info at apachenc.com and say Apache Concealed Carry, I will personally give you a concealed carry seat uh you can you know uh, shoot us an email we'll get back to you if you're the very first person that uh shoots us that message free concealed carry seat to that uh, august 26th class and uh we, we we hope to see you out there how's that how generous of you how gen- <laughs> hey that, that worked out for uh zach shotgun class that happened today that did we had yeah. uh, we had a bunch of people that actually reached out to us from the zach shotgun class and unfortunately we were only able to give away one of those seats but that uh, um you know miss uh, miss holbrook was able to come out and she shot and she absolutely loved it she uh and had a fantastic time. Yeah. And uh, actually, tell you what, we're most likely going to be hearing from Zach here in the next week or so, and uh, we'll uh, we'll follow back up on that. That'd be great, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we've talked about what happens when, uh, when North Carolina adopts constitutional carry. We've talked about uh, concealed carry permits and open carry laws. We've talked about all of this, this stuff. I think what we should talk about when we come back is, of course, our competency of the month, um, talking about safe storage of firearms and that type of thing, and, I don't know, how it relates to constitutional carry. Yeah, so, uh, you know, keeping your firearms safe, keeping things stayed away, it's all important, so let's, uh, let's touch base with that. And welcome back to the final segment of the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Corbett. Joining me with me is Tim Kelly. Uh, join us every Saturday at, at 1 o'clock um, for the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we're getting into our final segment, which we talk about the competency of the month. 
Tim, what is our competency of the month for the month of August 2023? Cool. Our competency of the month first started off as an in-house um, in-house tool to, to try and encourage a lot of our, our trainers and a lot of folks that in, inside of our apprentice program um, to uh, expand on certain topics that regard that, that that have to do with the responsibly armed citizen. And this month, we're talking about safe storage of firearms. So we're talking about how to safely store a firearm, and we're talking about all kinds of firearms. So you, you if you're talking about, you know, a lot of times we get we get caught up around the the concealed carry handgun how we how we store it, but. Uh, let's start off talking about well, what do you do with your hunting rifle and your your hunting shotgun and stuff like that. How do you store that? Yeah, uh, it it depends, right? So um, you know, for for me in my home, I have a special place that I, I put all that stuff where I do with many of my firearms, most of my firearms. Um, it's in a place that is you know locked, um, so unauthorized persons can't access it. It's difficult to get to. Um, it's uh, temperature controlled, right? Mm-hmm. Humidity controlled, so that I'm um, not to damage those firearms. Um, same thing with you know uh, other peripherals, you know ammunition and other optics and things like that 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 I want to keep. Um, but uh, that's for like I said that 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 hunting you know rifle that 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 uh, gun that I'm not going to be regularly using every day. So that's kept unloaded, right? That yeah, for yeah. that firearm is absolutely kept unloaded. Yeah, cool. um, and again because I'm not ready to use that firearm. Right. You know um, now for other types of guns I have in other places in my home um, that is ready to be used and they're still secure right don't I'm not I'm not just leaving it out on a you know back of a sofa or something like that um, but uh, they're you know it, it, they're loaded and they're in such a manner that you know if I needed to use them God forbid for you know a break-in or something like that I, I had the ability to or my loved ones right my my, my wife specifically right um, but here's a kicker I got young kids at the house, right? Yeah. So something that many people don't think about is, you know, they uh, they get a firearm, you know, they decide to carry a firearm, they get a home defense shotgun, they get, uh, a, you know, a, we'll say a rifle or something like that, but they don't actually um, think through the process of storing that firearm appropriately. So now they get home, then they're like, oh, I got kids and I have the loaded gun now. I'm going to stick it um, high in a cabinet. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? <laughs> Your kids are monkeys, and they're going to get up there. Yeah. So it's something that a lot of people just, just don't think about. Yeah. Yeah, I think the um, uh, when we talk about especially like hunting rifles and hunting shotguns and stuff like that, you know, for many, many years, not so much in my generation or our generation, um, at least where I grew up, um, but it's, it's just your generation, Tim. You're, I know a generation, like old man, <laughs> a generation before me, at least, you know, it was, it was rather popular for folks to keep their hunting rifles or their hunting shotguns in their truck right. when they drove to school, yeah. you know, and, and that was, that was just common, a common place for somebody to have a shotgun rack in the back, back of their truck and they're driving around. Nowadays, that's, that's not so common and rightfully so because, well, you know, criminals see that as an advertisement. Oh, look, I can get a gun really easily. There, Just like right? the stickers on the back of the trucks, right? Yeah. You know, the come and rob me stickers is what right. I like calling them, right? Right. So, you know, the, the shotgun, you know, you were talking about this temperature controlled uh, environment and, you know, this this uh, safe place to keep my firearms locked away and it just sounded fancy and expensive, but realistically, you can achieve that yeah. with a Plano. That's a that's a brand, a Plano gun case 
you know, that has a, a couple of good heavy duty locks on it. Yeah. And they have some, um, one of those dehumidifier packet sticks, things, right. you know, sticks or packet thingies um, in there and, and achieve the same thing. Right. Right. And have that, you know, locked up in your house somewhere in, in a hidden, in a hidden space, a closet somewhere under your bed, something along those lines. Um, that's securing your firearm. That is a safe, responsible way to secure your firearm. It doesn't have to be, you know, go, go out and spend, you know, Two thousand, three thousand, even five thousand dollars on a some fancy gun safe that you have to pay a moving crew to right. come and install it in your house, like yep. rip out walls and everything else. You don't have to do that. No. You don't have to do that. You don't inconvenience yourself. If you have a gun, it needs to be safely stored. Right. It doesn't matter what the purpose is. If the purpose is for hunting, uh, that's why I asked you all ago. Those are unloaded, right? Yeah, they're unloaded because you're not ready to use them. That's how you should store your hunting rifles, your hunting pistols, your hunting shotguns, your hunting firearms in general. Right. You keep them unloaded. Now, the guns that you wish to use to defend your household with, um, I, I think a lot of people get carried away and wrapped up around the idea of, well, I need um, this gun here for this tr- strategic point and this gun here for this strategic point. Overthinking it. And they just over yep. they overthink the entire process. and. Look, man, just be real with yourself and 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 cover a cover a, a a couple of points. You know, if you have a large house and you know you don't, uh, it's going to take you a while, and you have to go through some obstacles to get to the other side of the house to put a, to get a firearm. It might be a good idea to have a small lot box with a handgun in it on the other side of the house, right? Put away somewhere, right? There's all kinds of uh, you know different devices out there that you can use. Stop lock. Um, so yeah, stop the stop box USA. Yeah. Um, they have um, uh, an exposed tumbler uh, type design where you have rapid access to the gun. Um, but you know, and and we're not we're not paid by them to to say that. And I'll even just go as far as this. Um, I, I know kids like I'd say ten, eleven years old to know how to access that thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, so you can't you can't keep those and rely on those just just those for loved ones in your household that have watched you do it a time or two. Right. Yeah. Wait, it, it was kind of funny. That that immediately takes me back. So we went to the homeschooler conference a while mm-hmm. back, and uh, there was a gentleman who came up, hey, I got one of those. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, it keeps the kids away. And his son walked right up, did the finger thing, <laughs> opened it right up, and it was there. And it was he like, said, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, 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 sir? Oh, and, and, and he, he immediately went in to access the, 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 the orange, orange gun. gun. Yeah, yeah, the, the little, little dummy, dummy gun, gun that yep. was in there. He immediately picked that up, starts pointing it around. Well, yeah. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't do that with a real gun, he says. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And then it's like his, his dad looks at him and says, how did you, uh, you do that? And he's like, well, you showed me. He's like, no, I didn't. Right. I'm thinking to myself, man, you know what that means. Right. You know what that he's means. He's been playing. He's been playing. Right. So... Probably, probably not a good idea. I told him, I said, "Now nah, that'd be a good time to be to switch over to like the biometric or something like right, that." Right, right, or um, just an old-fashioned safe. Right? Yeah, yeah it's just just something, right? Yeah, Some I mean, go to Harbor Freight and buy buy a lock pelican box case, or right. you know, for twenty bucks. Right, you know, that they are called Apache Apache yeah, cases. The Apache cases, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But but uh, I, I, you're right, right? So stop overthinking it. Um, yeah. You know, take take an account. You know the who you live with, where you live with, your guests, 
All right, that's something that's important. Uh, think about you know grandma, and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa have grandkids over. Um, grandma and grandpa don't regularly have people over the house. Maybe grandma and grandpa need to make sure that their firearms are put up. Right. Um, you know, there's there's things like that or not put up, but locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things like that to to consider that you know average people going about their lives just don't consider, don't think about. And um, you know, unfortunately, you you hear things about that. You know. You know, all, all I want to say all the time, but you know, often where you know somebody negligently, um, you know, fired and shot themselves or something like that because you know they were an un- unauthorized person getting hold of uh, an unlocked firearm, right? Uh, an un- unkept firearm. So, um, you know, there's there's yeah, there's there's really you need to figure out what works well for you, what works well for your family, you know, and what your personal level of training is and what the level of training of the people that are going to be around you are, are actively going to be t- participating in. Now, these are all things to, to think about, all things to talk about and consider. Um, you know, go get training and go and talk to somebody. Go talk to a reputable instructor. I can name a few uh, that can go through and, you know, help educate yourself and your family on these different products and different things that we can do. Right. You know, we've been talking, you know, this, this entire hour, um, shy of three minutes or so, we've been talking about constitutional carry. And, you know, when we see the number of people who may begin to start lawfully concealing a handgun, right, um, without and bypassing the, the, the requirement to take a concealed carry class, we might actually see a rise in numbers of people actually carrying a gun. Right. And you think about the, the amount of time that you spend inside your vehicle um, and the fact that vehicles are a prime target for criminals to break into because they know they're going to find guns. Right. Right. Um, it's it's a, a give me a, a when you got your rear Ruger sticker on the back, you know, back left hand side of your window. It's a target, you know, and even if you don't have a gun in there, it's, you're just going to have your window busted out because right. they're going to be looking for one, right? right? But, uh, you know, the idea that you're just going to stick it up underneath your seat, um, you're going to put it in your glove box and that's hidden enough and nobody will ever know. I've had good friends of mine lose thousands and thousands of dollars, like tens of thousands of dollars yep. in firearms because he left them in his truck. Yep. Now and it was just a, it was a one time thing too. Yep. And, I mean you can't you can't do that. You can't leave them inside your vehicle. So even if we do move to constitutional carry, I will still I will still say, you must keep them locked up even if you're going to leave them inside your vehicle. Tim, that that is a fantastic a fantastic way uh, to you know end talking about our competency of the month. Um, you know the storage uh, uh, ways of storing your firearms, ways to protect firearms. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about our next segment, uh, or not? Excuse me, our next segment or our next show. Let's talk about you know, um, you know that that exact thing. You know, store, uh, storage inside of a vehicle. Because if we go to constitutional carry, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, people who don't understand the law or even do, they're, they'll take those firearms off and you know stick them up underneath the seat or something like that when they run into a, a building that has a clear and conspicuous notice that says do not enter you know no firearm here and uh that's gonna be something they're gonna have to contend with yeah so i think you might have to talk with that uh with talk about that with zach because you're gonna have zach on the show that's uh, right next week that's right i am right. that's gonna be that's, we're, we're gonna have to go through that and we'll uh we'll, we'll throw him a curveball we'll see if we can uh 
can uh, get him riled up a little bit with his uh, his cowboy hat. So yeah, that 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 will be good things. Good things. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, I think that'll just about do it for us. Tim, do you have anything else you want to say? No, man. Get out there and train. Get out there and train. Go find yourself a good place to go. Uh, meet some new people and go see what this lifestyle is all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of great, great content out there. A lot of great people. So thanks for joining the Responsible Marriage Citizen Show. We'll see you guys again next week, Saturdays. Stay safe. <laughs>